Hey there, and welcome to Twist Out Cancer's Midwest Region Spotlights. I'm Lindsay, and today I will be chatting with artist Perry Goodman and their inspiration, Gemma Cabral. We'll talk about their involvement with Twist Out Cancer, how they became participants in the Brushes with Cancer program, how their connection unfolded and developed, and what they continue carrying with them from their experience together. Hi, I'm Perry Goodman. I'm a digital illustrator and painter from Toronto, Canada. And I'm Gemma Cabral. I'm a two-time cancer survivor of stage three Hodgkin's lymphoma. Gemma, could you tell me how you first found out about Twist Out Cancer and Brushes with Cancer? Yeah, definitely. Um, So I have known the founder, Jenna, probably for over a little bit over a decade. We used to volunteer at a different uh, cancer organization and we just um, met there and kept in touch and stuff. And I know she started Twist Out Cancer and Brushes with Cancer. And I had a couple friends who were inspirations themselves in previous events. And they had told me it was something that I really should experience. So I applied um, at the end of last year for this year's program. And that's how I got to be an inspiration for this um, upcoming event. Wow. Okay. And Perry, how did you find out about Twist Out Cancer and Brushes with Cancer? So totally different story. I grew up very involved in sports and my sponsor through college athletics put me in contact with Ethan Zahn. Um, and he said, he's like piecing together parts of my story and said, Perry, you know, you work as an illustrator. Here's an awesome um, group that I already have connections with. I think you should get in touch. And so he connected me with Twister. Wow, that's really interesting. So what sports were you involved in? So I was on the Canadian national team for cheerleading when I was in university. And actually a few days ago, I got home from the Maccabi Games representing Canada in gymnastics. Wow, that's incredible. So I guess you also have a unique experience of knowing what it's like to sort of push yourself and keep going to a finish line that seems like a high bar to achieve, which isn't exactly the same as living with cancer, but it's not completely dissimilar. Did you find in working with Gemma that you were able to relate in some kinds of ways? I mean, like I found the emotional part of it, I was able to relate, but obviously like on paper, our experiences are completely different. Yeah. Well, Gemma, you said you knew some people who were previous inspirations and they told you you had to do it. What did you expect going into this collaboration? I literally just expected to be paired to someone and just like have a one-off conversation and then expect to see an art piece when it's all said and done. But um, it was a completely different experience. I had no idea that, you know, I was actually going to um, build a relationship with Perry. And, you know, we have pretty much, I think we've talked every month since we've been paired up with each other. And I'm looking totally forward to seeing her in November. Yeah. What are some of the things that you were able to connect over and What are some of the things that you talk about in your monthly chats? Well, our first initial chat, obviously, we were just getting to know each other. I had sent her a couple links um, for things I had done in the cancer community. And then um, our monthly chats are almost just like checking in on each other more so than anything else. And I think out of like the hour that her and I will talk, maybe five at most 10 minutes of it is about the art piece she's working on. But other than that, it's just checking in, you know, the things that she's doing with gymnastics and cheer and I talk about my, whatever's going on in life. I have a business and I also have a full-time job. My son is close to her or the same age as her, I believe. So we talk about my son a little bit also. So yeah, just, I feel like everyday stuff, like I'm just checking in with a friend. 
Perry, what's it been like for you as the artist? I'm totally different from what I was expecting because usually in my art practice, there's a lot of collaboration. And I found with um, Brushes with Cancer, they said, Perry, you know, here's a story, do what you want with it. And so it took a little bit for me to get used to that freedom. And I was a little intimidated because, again, like I also didn't know what kind of relationship would come out of this partnership. But because I like I now know Gemma a lot better than I did during our first phone call, I feel like I'm not telling a story I've researched. I feel like I'm telling more of a personal story. Yeah, that's amazing. (laughs) Okay, Gemma, talk a little bit about your journey with cancer. You survived twice. So tell me what it was like with your initial diagnosis and then finding out that you had to face this whole thing over again? So I initially was diagnosed at the age of 23. Um, I'm 43 now, so it's crazy to say that. But yeah, so 20 years ago, um, I was working full-time at a job. And unfortunately, for about seven months, I had suffered from high-grade fevers, night sweat, and enlarged lymph nodes. And I had gone back and forth with my primary doctor. And he, you know, it was never you had cancer. It was like, oh, you have a cold. Oh, you're overweight. Oh, you're stressed out. And so my mom's a nurse. And um, I had missed about 17 days worth of work. My employer had me like written up and everything. And I'd start forcing myself into work and carry a thermometer to show that I wasn't just calling in sick to call in sick. And um, one of the days I was going home from work, my mom was like, come to my clinic and see a doctor here. My mom was an infectious disease nurse. So I was like, why do I need to see an infectious disease doctor? But I went anyways. And um, when after talking to the doctor there, he's like, yeah, you have a textbook case of lymphoma. I had no idea what that word meant. I was like, I have a what with a book? (laughs) And he's like, I'll be right back. So he walks out of the room and my mom comes in and she's crying. And I was like, what is going on? And she's like, you have cancer. And I was like, of what? (laughs) And at the time, you know, I I couldn't figure out what I would have cancer from. And, you know, unfortunately, I was a teenage smoker at one point. So I was like, I didn't smoke long enough to get lung cancer, did I? And she's like, I don't know. And so fortunately, I got admitted to a hospital right away, met the oncologist. And he's like, yeah, you have lymphoma. And my first question out of his mouth was, or my mouth was like, is it from cigarettes? Because I didn't smoke that long. (laughs) And he's like, no. And I said, okay, awesome. And I said, see, mom, it's not from cigarettes. She's like, but you still have cancer. (laughs) But um, (laughs) so, yeah. So anyways, from there, I had chemo for six months. Went into remission and then um, I returned to work. Four months later, I was scratching my neck and I felt um, a lump. I contacted my oncologist and yeah, I had to see the surgeon right away. They did a biopsy again and it was stage three um, Hodgkin's lymphoma again a second time. So my spleen was also involved um, for metastasis and whatnot. And then I had asked my oncologist like, well, what do we do now? I already had chemo. And he told me I was going to have an autologous stem cell transplant. So what that is, is that I was the donor and recipient of my own stem cells. So I explain it to a lot of people like it's like taking a car and removing all its old parts and rebuilding it with new parts. Mm. Wow. That's so intense. And Perry, what's really interesting is that Gemma was going through all of this for the first time when she was around your age. She was exactly my age going through it. It puts my like experiences like I feel like I'm accomplished like relatively for 23 year old but then also I have nowhere near the life experiences of anybody else at that age um and so hearing Gemma talk about like well here's what I was doing when I was 23 like it it gives me a reality check that's incredible so okay did the self stem cell transplant work it did I'm a 19 year cancer survivor so what they did was is they test your 
they do a biopsy of your bone marrow and test it to make sure the cancer didn't go into your bone marrow because your bone marrow holds your stem cells and stem cells are unidentified cells. So once they get into your bloodstream, they become red cells, white cells, and so on and so forth. So yeah, I was very, very fortunate. Not as, you know, not, I mean, a lot of people, but there are still obviously people I meet that um, it didn't work for them. So I feel like I'm very, very fortunate to be 19 years out. Now, like you said, you're a whole lifetime away from that. You have your son you mentioned. What has it been like to kind of have this lens to view all of the things that you are accomplishing in your life through? I think it's definitely helped me mature, obviously, because I was so young at the time, but my son was two and three years old, and it also forced him to mature faster than most kids, you know, but it's it's helped me keep such a good perspective in life because the way I see things is like nothing can be harder than having cancer. So like if you go broke, you lose a job, you have some kind of hardship, you know, some people are like, oh, this is too much for me. In my head, I'm like, it's not harder than having cancer, you know? So it's just kept me to be able to be more positive in my outlook and to just be able, I guess, handle whatever life throws my way. What were some of the things that you witnessed your young son having to to go through? Um, He had to be more independent. So the first time I went through cancer, when I had six months of chemo, there would be times where I didn't feel well to like chase around a two, three-year-old, you know, like usually in your refrigerator or anywhere in your house, you're locking up your cabinets, you're locking up your fridge. Well, it's the opposite. I had to put everything at his eye level and reach. So if he wanted a juice box, it was like, go to the fridge and go to the bottom shelf and get it. So those kind of things. And then um, I'm very involved in the cancer community and multiple organizations. So he's, he was always attached to my hip. (laughs) So I always had to take him to everything. So he was very exposed to the cancer community, but it was great in the sense of, it gave him a sense of, um, uh, what's the word, empathy and sympathy for people. Because he had a teacher, I think he was like in the third grade, and the teacher was letting the kids know that she was going to take a leave of absence because her daughter had cancer. And so he went up to the teacher and said, I'm going to ask my mom to see if we can walk for you in um, a cancer walk. And she was like blown away by, you know, this little kid saying that. And she emailed me to let me know. She's like, your son said that, you know, you guys do this cancer walk and you're going to walk for my daughter. And I was like, yeah, we can, you know, so it was really cool to see like how it translates for him. Yeah. Wow. That's incredible. I also want to know about the other people in your life who showed up to support you, because it sounds like, you know, I'm just guessing here, but you seem like such a big supporter for other people that I'm wondering, is that because you had the support when you were dealing with this or is it the opposite? No, I was really, really fortunate. Um, When I was diagnosed, it was just such a shock to my family because I was in my 20s. No No one had had cancer yet in my family, oddly enough. And since then, you know, unfortunately, I had an aunt that had cancer twice. Um, So yeah, unfortunately, I had an aunt who had cancer twice. She's still with us, thank goodness, but she had breast and colon, but it was years after I had cancer. And then a couple other family members also had cancer diagnoses. But but when I was diagnosed, I was the first one. So my family really stepped up. They were all like, what do you need? You know, they were asking me like if I needed anything, if I needed rides to an appointment. Um, I have a cousin that I'm very close to in particular. And so she was afraid that I was going to become depressed. And so what we did was that she always checked on me the week after I had chemo, because it usually took a few days for me to kind of bounce back and have my energy. And we would go out, 
you know, and she's like, you know, Jacob's young, you know, so obviously she was afraid that I'd be too tired to take him out with me. So she'd, you know, take us out and we would go to the mall and just walk around or go out to eat just to give me some sense of normalcy. So it was really nice. I had a very big support system. I was very fortunate that way. Wow. Yeah, that's amazing. Okay. So what I'd like to know now is when you are thinking about what this art piece can do, what do you hope that people see or take away from witnessing this future piece of art that's about to be created? Yeah. So for me, uh, based on the conversations I've had with Perry, I just hope it shows like strength and hope, um, you know, for anyone who sees it. Um, because I feel like that's like the biggest thing that most people get from conversations with me in regards to having cancer. But, you know, other than that, I'm just excited that there's a piece being made at all. <laughs> yeah. All right. You're up, Perry. I'm hoping people get out of it a story that's like actually Gemma's and not like painting doves and butterfly wings because you like that's usually what we think of when we think of like hopeful paintings. Um, and I'm really eager to use different colors and different themes like to without spoiling the painting, but make a piece that actually resonates with her rather than like, here's what you want to see in a painting. I love that. I love that. Okay. So I don't know what it's been like to go through this whole process, but what would you tell someone who is maybe in the middle of their cancer journey and is trying to, you know, muster up the energy and figure out how to keep going? What would you say to them? Actually, ironically, this is a conversation I have quite a bit. So since I've been involved with um, the cancer community for so long, uh, unfortunately, at times I have people who weren't cancer survivors who are now becoming cancer survivors getting diagnosed and reaching out to me. And they're like, hey, do you remember me from like XYZ event so long ago? I just got diagnosed and I thought to reach out to you to let you know and talk to you for some advice. So what I tell them is, is that definitely be ready to ask for help. I feel like a lot of people, especially these days, we don't know how or don't want to ask for help because there's a lot of pride. But, you know, being able to surrender to the fact that you're going to need help, whether it's help take care of you, help run to the grocery store, help with the kids or anything like that. And then just take everything one day at a time, you know, like as much as you want to rush the process or get to the six months, if they say, you know, it's only six months of treatment, you know, and whatnot, but it's, it's just give yourself time and have an open mind and give yourself a lot of grace because you're going to be a different version of yourself that you didn't even know. Meaning like this will probably be the most tired you'll ever be. And you might be hard on yourself. Like, why am I so tired? I should have more energy. So yeah, that's my biggest thing is just give yourself grace and be patient with yourself and, you know, be open to asking for help. And um, also cancer, a lot of times can be a very isolating experience, but there's a community out there. So look for it. So Perry, hearing this, what had been your experience with cancer and people living with cancer previous to meeting Gemma? I mean, I'm very fortunate in my family. It's only really like entered our community, like once people are already like 70 or 80. So it's never something that I've like experienced through the lens of a peer of mine. But again, just like through this relationship, Gemma and I have built cancer is not like a taboo word anymore. Um, like it's a thing that we can discuss openly. And I give her a lot of credit because of her public speaking career and talking about her journey with cancer. I don't want to say normalized, but it's a little bit less like under the table now. Yeah, I like that. And Gemma, in talking about your story, what are the things that you find useful or the most insightful when you have the opportunity to talk about it? Um, For me, it's really about raising awareness. 
because, you know, you have to remember 19 years ago, like my stem cell transplant was not really newer, but I mean, obviously science has come a long way and life in general, like social media, I didn't have, you know, um, peer support groups or Facebook groups I could, you know, talk to. It was, everything was telephone and, you know, we were still dialing up on AOL <laughs> for internet, you know, so now there's like a plethora of resources. So my biggest thing I always tell people is like, seek out the resources, they're there, you know, and these days, especially in a lot of communities, cancer in particular, you know, if you have a financial trouble, there's like organizations who might be able to help you out with your rent or help you out with groceries, help you out with a ride. Um, there's a pa patient navigation organization. They'll help you navigate your insurance plan. So, you know, there's so many things that didn't exist 19 years ago. So my biggest thing I always tell people is like, don't be afraid not to only ask your family, but to seek out the resources that are available to you because there's a lot of them. Yeah, I love that. Okay, so what about this experience surprised you having, you know, been so involved in the cancer community and having spoken so often about your personal story? What has been the unique part of this experience with Brushes with Cancer? Honestly, it's, that's a good question because I initially thought that too when I was applying, filling out the application because I was like, oh, I've done so much for the cancer, different cancer organizations in the community. Like what's going to be different than meeting somebody else? You know, but like for me, uh, the biggest surprise was, like I said, I literally thought I was just going to talk to an artist and be like, all right, I had cancer twice. This is what happened. Yay, put it on a canvas or do whatever with it, you know, but like I cultivated a relationship with someone in Canada, you know, and I cultivated a relationship with someone who's close to my son's age. And like, I learned something about her and her journey and things in life. And I learned things about art that I didn't even know, like stretching a canvas. I thought you just go to Hobby Lobby and buy it. You can obviously stretch your own as well, you know? So yeah, it's just really cool. And like, she just recently traveled to Israel and I was like, Oh, I have a safe trip. And, you know, yeah, I just love the fact that like, I actually cultivated a real relationship. I really feel like after even this event's over, and especially once we meet in person, like this would be a lifetime friendship. I would love to keep checking in on her as, you know, she continues to get older. And hopefully she'll think of me, heaven forbid, you know, cancer touches her family. Um, as a lot of people that I have met over the years remember me and reach out to me for support. But yeah, that my biggest surprise is the fact that I, I ended up with a friend. And I literally, when I applied, was like, I'm going to talk to an artist. I'm going to show up at a gallery and I'm going to see this cool piece. But it's more than that. Yeah. What has been your biggest surprise, Perry? Um, so not to say the same thing as Gemma, but initially I really wasn't planning on traveling to Chicago just because there's a border and a whole weekend involved in making it that far for me. Um, but now it's the thing I look forward most to, like, because my, I guess my summer traveling is finished, like that opening weekend in November, when we all go down to the Wonder Museum. That's what I'm looking forward to the most now. And I'm not like worried about it at all because I know Gemma's going to be there. I have like friends that are going to be um, in the area now, like three brushes with cancer. And like very much looking forward to it. That's amazing. Well, I'm wondering, is there anything else that you would want to share with anyone who might be listening to this? Because it could be someone who's currently living with cancer, someone who loves someone who's currently living with cancer. What would you say to those who are listening? Um, for me, especially when it comes to caregivers, because I've been both now a survivor and a caregiver, um, I unfortunately lost my mother-in-law to cancer back in 2019. My mom um, has two cancers, and she's currently living with her cancers. So I said a lot in regards to survivorship, but I think for the caregivers, it's important for them to know that just being present 
is a lot already. You know, I know you, I felt helpless because it's like, what can I do? And, you know, I really can't do much of anything except be there. And being there is the biggest thing. And Perry, what would you say to someone who is an artist who is considering participating in this program? Do it 100%. Um, you like on paper before you understand the like the relationships and the investments that go into making a piece with um, the Twisted Out Cancer Organization, you have nothing to lose by reaching out, learning a new story, flexing your creative muscles a little bit. And then when you get past that, like it's impossible to not be invested. Um, and I think that's really important, both as an artist to learn about what you're doing, um, but also just as a, like from my experience, a kid really, who doesn't have the same life experiences and like, God willing, not have the same medical experiences. This is the way that you learn about it. If you're not uh, sure if you are fortunate enough to not experience it yourself. Yeah, that's great. Well, I think this has been lovely. Is there anything else either of you would like to say before we close out? I just hope, you know, more people check out Twist Out Cancer and Brushes with Cancer. And if they're considering applying, whether they're an artist or an inspiration, I definitely say go for it. Sounds like it's a great experience for both sides. 